Christian and Cameron with Talking Soda Pop, and today we have Truss. Oh, is that my cue? Okay. I'm Eric, and I play guitar. I'm Hannah. I'm the singer. What's up? I'm Holden. I play drums. I'm Thomas. Play bass. We leave that in. Yeah, we're, I'm going to. <laughs> yes. oh, good. Oh, I'm going to leave that in. I will right. not edit a single thing out. Oh, it's, good. More, it's organic. It's fun. Right. I love it. Stars, huh? uh, all right, guys. So uh, really just want to do like a quick, how are you doing? Obviously, uh, we're just talking to Eric. Everybody's in a different place now. So if you guys want to talk about that a little bit, how you're doing and how the hell are you doing? How the hell are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing all right. That's, I'm all doing right. pretty well. Getting along. Yeah, I'm in Columbus right now. So I'm just uh, I'm trying to wrap up here and get out of here. So right. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I spent enough time in Columbus already, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, have you guys? Eric and Hannah have been doing a couple of the live streams. Have you guys been? I feel like you guys practiced at one point. Maybe it was just oh, those no. two. There was no? so no. Okay. We, so well, well, we played a show last like September, just to kind of scratch the itch a little bit. And like, and Holden, were you home at that point, or did you just kind of come back specifically for that? Uh, last September I came back for that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we I think that was the last time we've actually gotten together to play. But because so no, Tom and I, we, what's that? No. We did in December when we were supposed to. Uh, that's right. Like those like that's live right. recording, live yes. recordings. Yes. We yeah. We so we were supposed to be we were supposed to have an interview on on this radio station, and usually they invite people in to play a couple songs, you know, on, on a live set, and um, but you know, given like the COVID restrictions, then they basically said, okay, well. You know, now we're not doing full band. We're only doing like smaller acoustic things. And we're like, okay. Then they said, okay, well, now we're not, now we're not doing it at all. And so they were like, you guys can record a set if you want. And so we, we saw that as a decent opportunity. So we, we tried to like produce a little kind of like mini, mini set. And we recorded it in Holden's basement. And then, then it got canceled completely. So now, we, so now we're just kind of <laughs> sitting on these like demos, I guess. But <laughs> they're, they're kind of like a... They're like a starting point for some bigger stuff going on. There's, yeah. We're, we're kind of using them almost as like blueprints to test out certain tones. So like originally it was just the raw tracks that we recorded at the time. But then I was like, well, what if I layer over a second guitar? And I was like, what if I lay over two second guitars? And now it's like not even like the original project anymore. It's just kind of like a... Some Eight sort guitars. Of, yeah, pretty much like a big, you know, conglomeration of, of sounds. Uh, I think the only thing that's original is the drums. Yeah, right. I think that actually might be. I think so, actually, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Are there 12 of uh, Hannah singing on it? Because that would be, like, <laughs> yeah. eight guitars, 12 of Hannah, yeah. like, 12 basses at the same time. Oh, my God. The, be... it's, there's 12 Hannahs, and they're all panned, like, you know, only, you know, a couple degrees apart. So Hannah's coming at you from every possible angle. It's all it, it, it's actually not getting better. It's just getting louder and it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It's basically just Cascading. one big, it's one big mono Hannah up the middle now. Oh god. So it's, it's no, that's okay. So we it, we're not I'll Hannah's not a big, do it on repeat. Let's go. Yeah, Hannah's not a huge double tracker. I so she, I I straight up don't like double tracking personally. I don't think you need to. I don't I, you, like me. you have a very powerful voice so yeah. honestly like a lot like sometimes double tracking i feel like it, it it'll carry carry like smaller voices more you don't need to you don't you don't need to um we'll hold on to that when we record Christian um, does so you know yeah i i need it um how 
Speaking of like sounding great too, I'm gonna go off one of these. How the hell did you make a garage sound so good? Oh, in the quarantine videos? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was uh well we didn't do anything. That was was just we used a cool mic and we set up in the Yeah, we used your Sure 55 and then I kind of slapped it with some heavy compression, a little bit of reverb, and then I you kind of have to EQ the, the 55 a little bit. Just because it's it's not inherently bright at all, I think it I think it peaks at like essentially like 14k. So you kind of have to fake the air out of it <laughs> a little bit. And so it's not it's not really the best production mic, but I think it kind of worked for those quarantine videos pretty well. It was well. cool. It sounded yeah. really cool. I just yeah. got it and I was excited to use it. They sound really good. Thank yeah. you. They were fun. The quarantine videos were a lot of fun. Those were fun. That was almost a year ago, I think. We were I think we were we were kind of brainstorming around this time a year ago because things started closing down. Yeah, I mean, quarantine was what on the twenty first or something. It was like the day after I moved yeah, to my house. In March. Yeah, so it was like, see ya. Yeah, pretty much. Bye bye, bye bye, all plans. Yeah, we. I think we canceled. We, we had to cancel quite a few shows. Yeah, we canceled quite a few shows. We had big plans, and now those big plans got pushed back about a year. So it's depressing. Yeah, depressing. it is. But you know. It is what it is. We're doing what we can. And then, you know, and, okay. and the show that we did um, get to play, you know, they were pretty good with, with the social distancing and, you know, wearing masks, masks and everything. It was strange though, because it was like, it was our first show where people were, were sitting throughout. And so you couldn't really even get into it if you tried. And so there were tables spaced probably, you know, at least six feet apart and everyone was sitting and just kind of lounging around eating their food. And so we were almost like this you know, amb- the ambient like background band, but we were loud and heavy, and it was it was kind of it felt strange, but it worked out. It's a, it was a cool venue. It was the the Winchester in Lakewood, big stage. Want to play there again once things get you know turned to normal, but hmm. definitely a weird time. Lakewood's pretty cool. I feel like every I, all yeah. the, there's like what three venues there. Oh, At least, I mean, there's there's like May Halls and the Winchester, which are kind of like the big ones. Then there's now that's Class, which is a little bit mm-hmm. more divey. Uh, a little divier, but we played there a little over a year ago, I think, like last January. That was our last normal show, and that was lo- apparently that was our loudest show to date. And we got we got complaints about it afterwards, <laughs> and that was, that's that's the dream right there. Yeah, but you know, we used to get complaints in Christian's basement. Yeah, police. Was, yeah, the police did come one time. And we were like, we're done. We're already done. So I think you have to have the police come at least once. Walk out to the, the curb and hear nothing. So yeah. Yeah. some idiot left my, my basement side door open. So that's all it was. Oh, good. Well, but. before we lose Holden, uh, we're gonna we should we'll do this question first. So that way we get all the good answers. And then uh, so we we've been asking everybody what who if you had to pick two bands, who are you the bastard child of, right? So, you know, like you could say uh, sticks and stones. Yeah, the sticks and the stones, whatever, whatever. But uh, just who are your two bastard parents? Uh, And then also what soda pop or carbonated beverage would you describe trust as? Well, first of all, why why do I have to why do I have to be a bastard child? Why can't, well, why can't my parents have, have been you know in, because in, in, that's how it is now. Every, everyone's a bastard. My okay. parents were divorced when I was thirteen. You have to experience it too. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But 
I can, uh, okay, that's a good question. Do we have, well, are we all going to come up with different answers? Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. I love that's, I, that's usually that's usually what ends up happening. But if you guys do have the same thing, I mean, totally fine. Okay. You see. can group huddle if you want. What about okay? I'm thinking maybe the the Pointer Sisters and uh, the Pointer Dean Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, okay. Let's maybe like Stone Temple Pilots and um, I'm just gonna say Tool. Because I don't really think we're that much like Tool, but I, I have to say it. But if Stone Temple Pilots and I, Tool, I hear the Tool. Okay, thank kid. you. I, I, I like like tone wise. I, oh. I I hear it, and I know Woo! you like Tool too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like Anna doesn't sound like either of those, but she could if she wanted. She could, and <laughs> that's why those are your bastard parents. Right. Like I feel like most other female fronted rock bands, Hannah doesn't really sound too much like. Um, and so it's difficult to say. So I'm kind of going for like a, a general feel, maybe. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't think it relates to me at all. What Paramore? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> I don't want. I don't know. I feel like if I say Tool, though, I'm trying to flatter myself, which I'm not. I'm just trying to. I'm. I think I'm just ripping from from like my own personal influences. So I don't really know if that's. Yeah. Tainted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's exactly what I meant. Oh. Yeah, you're good. So that's that's the okay. So that's the the thought process behind the the bastardization here. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we can do bands first, and then we'll come back and hit everybody's drinks. That way, we're we'll, gonna we'll do both of them. Holden, who who's your who are your parents? If if trust, like, if, tr specifically or if trust. trust had parents, <laughs> and they might be Stone Temple okay. Pilots and Tool. Who else might it be? I mean, we always try to like mimic Soundgarden stuff too, right? Like Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. I, that's also kind of. I don't feel like we sound like Alice in Chains, but we just like the tone, you know, like. And we play everything a half step down, which yeah, um, <laughs> which, which <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably maybe a little Three Days Grace in there. I don't know. We, we messed around. With, we we change a little bit. We change because we we tried to we tried to do like an Incubus kind of sounding uh song or Deftone. Yeah. We like did a throw a little throw a little Deftones in there, a little Incubus sound like that Ooh. last original we wrote. So it it kind of changes. Yeah, you guys haven't heard that yet. That was our yeah. that was a song we wrote deliberately for our show last September. Yeah. So it's only been heard by the people at the show. That's that's I cool though. Like the secret song. I'm gonna throw Black Sabbath in there. Yeah. Okay. For sure, we've consistently gotten that since we formed okay that we sound like early sabbath people have commented that on things on facebook i'm like okay. well that's that's kind of your audience though using facebook gotta be yeah, fair yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'd definitely say sabbath. sabbath is one of them for sure i would throw audio slave in there too yeah. fantastic some rage yeah, that is a good one maybe not as much rage because it's like i don't know hannah doesn't really She's not really a rapper, so. Although we we wrapped Rage over Mayhem that one time, it sounded really That's good. True. I did, That's and right. it sounded damn good. We also wrapped uh that Limp Biscuit song over yeah. uh over Mayhem yeah. as well. That was gonna be an intro once. <laughs> Which if you rap over any of our songs, they sound great. I think it was, think it was just break stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> we can do some remixes and make everything. It worked happen. better than you think it would have, though. It actually might sound better than it, the right the actual lyrics. It, the might. Song, right? yeah, it might. <laughs> yeah, it might. You might. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Jesus. I I want to hear this now. I I kind of <laughs> I'm just going to send you songs and be right like, now. "Can you do this?" 
What is, one of these days, I'm just gonna send. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a video at like four in the morning. Eric, hey, hey, you know what you should do? You should pull up the. You should put up the, pull up the stems right now. Play everything. Cut out the vocals and have Hannah rap over right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's see. Oh, don't actually do it. No, I was, yeah, I, was playing, I was playing with that one riff I came up with the other day. Yeah, we should do this with the with the zombie. When we were, I don't yeah. know how well you'll be able to hear this. We used to play everything in the key of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," which is just play "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and sing different <laughs> words over it. I remember that you you did that a couple times. Yeah, it was good. I remember seeing that. Can answer the second part. Was this the beverage? We got one more. One more person has to answer. What that? What? Who their daddy and mommy is? And it's Thomas. Uh, definitely. Thomas. What, did, what did Hannah say? Okay, I only picked Sabbath. If I had to pick a second one, I'd Just probably free. go Soundgarden. We could Soundgarden. Okay. I would. I would. I would agree with Holden. I'd definitely go Sabbath and Soundgarden. Great. Choice. Probably Creed. I would say I'm gonna switch mine to Creed. Which one? There was definitely oh. some. some uh, <laughs> <laughs> some subconscious greed in there. <laughs> you know what? I like greed. I'm gonna stand up for greed any day of the week. Oh, you know God. why? You know why? Because human clay went 11 times platinum. And I'm you know so what else? And you know what? And you know what else did? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So next time you shit on Creed, <laughs> no one shitting on Creed. I'm just no one is shitting on Creed. <laughs> oh, everyone. But everybody on. who listens to this will shit on Creed. So. Yeah. God. Please do. <laughs> Write some comments below about Creed. Like, yeah, Creed Creed crossed by System of a Down. Yeah. Oh God! That, 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 you know that that kind of works. I think. We call um, it Creed. I don't think that does work. <laughs> I don't think it does, and I don't want to know what it sounds like. That's what we. <laughs> you already know. It's the Glenn Miller Orchestra <laughs> met Creed. <laughs> All right. So you said Black Sabbath and Soundgarden. Yeah, those are my picks. All right, it's up to now. It's you. We'll bring it in full circle. What do you? Think? I'm gonna have to say Audio Slave and probably Stone Temple Pilots too. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Here we go. Nobody likes Great White here. I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah. I I I don't really like Great White. <laughs> I didn't know what it was either. You think we sound like Great White? No, no, I don't. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I'm just thinking of like bands that sounded a lot like other bands, but they were like, we don't sound like that. That's do not we, us. Do, yeah. we sound, do we sound more like Great White or the Pointer Sisters? That's the question. I actually don't know who the Pointer Sisters are. I don't know are, what that so. is either. They're the people that sing. I'm so excited. You know. I'm like, so excited. Oh, nah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I hear it. I hear it. I don't want to sound like that. Mostly in guitar. That's I probably like, like, kind of like Green Day Cross with Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Like with Creed, <laughs> like Creed yeah. and Smash Mouth. You know, Creed I'll also Smash stand, Creed. I'll also stand up for Smash Mouth. Any day Creed Mouth. Everyone <laughs> likes. It. Have you heard Pacific Smash Coast Party? Awesome. That's a great fucking song. Yeah. Smash Mouth the, is awesome. The S, the S and Truss actually stands for Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the V yeah. is for Creed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. What we drinks keep- are you? I, okay, I came up with an answer pretty much as soon as like Holden started talking. After, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think I think maybe uh, some classic like nice Mexican Coke, you know, like the not the oh, not the high bottle. food corn syrup stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The glass bottle, cane the sugar. Real, real cane sugar. And I say so because it's it's a familiar taste, right? Yeah. But it's a, but it, 
It's, it's just it's a little bit better. There's it's worth special, it. There's something special about it. You know Twenty what I mean? cents more. Right. Definitely. And less in the bottle. Mm-hmm. And you want to sip, and you want you want to savor. And there's just there's just something a little a little nice about it. Yeah, you you know? show people how you can get the bottle cap off in cool different ways, and like you're cool. Let's be friends. Mm-hmm. That helps you. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> All right. Next drink. I feel horrible now. Baja blast. Oh, oh hell cool. yeah! No. <laughs> I'm gonna I say, like. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say one of those jugs. You know, like they come in like the little barrel oh. plastic barrels. <laughs> 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 well, like maybe like yeah, like a grape flavored one or something. Uh, are we supposed Ooh, to? Yeah. Be grape? I was thinking grape, like a I, like one of those like grape sodas or something. Like they're so sweet, you just want to die when you drink them. It's one of those things. Like a fago, like yeah. the ones yeah. from Dirty Frank's, like the grape soda over oh, Dirty yeah. Frank's. And are you suggesting that we're so sweet that it makes you want to die? No. Well, then that's not a good answer. No. <laughs> we make you feel bad. <laughs> okay i can oh. get on board with that <laughs> <laughs> all right so, you go home uh, and you can't sleep <laughs> baja blast grape jug just grape soda and then and then mexican coke bottle all right i was thinking rc cola originally oh no yeah. <laughs> that would be a solid pick i don't even know <laughs> what you can buy that anymore what's what's the similarity between hawaiian punch and trust it just makes your intestines feel surfboards. <laughs> the GI distress following. It's so loud when you're standing in front of you. Just stand in front of the speaker, and it just destroys your organs. <laughs> okay. So now into some more some more personal stuff. Let's talk about what made you do what you want, what you are doing today. Which is what inspired you to play music in the style that you play it in and we can go in the same order you can go in a different order it's up to you doesn't matter to me i i just i think maybe at the end of the day we're, we're just kind of playing what we what we like you know i think we all have a pretty solid uh maybe like 90s early 2000s you know so a little bit of 80s to like foundation of rock you know i, I think it fo- a lot of what we play kind of follows the uh you know, similarities between bands that we maybe grew up with. Um, yeah. So I think just organically it worked out that way. I got you. I meant like growing up, like each one of you. Huh? What do you mean? I mean, sort of like, sort of like <laughs> growing up, what kind of inspired you to play what you're playing? Or like what made you? Oh, play no, that was still a good answer, though. Uh, yeah, no, it was still good. I'll give I you. I mean, I just, points. I grew up in the 80s, so like. <laughs> <laughs> growing I, up in the 80s really like a foundation. I was saying, like, you know, in terms of our, our you know, de- decade preferences for music. But I got you. Know, whatever. That's fine. I thought you were talking collectively. Okay, that's fine. I know. I'm a little bit from everyone, but that was still a good answer. I guess that's my answer. I I grew up listening to a lot of 90s, early 2000s music. You know, grunge and hard rock were a lot of things I I think I took to. Riff, like riff based rock, um, I like where that's that's kind of the hook. It's not not necessarily like reliant on the vocal melody. And so, um, not that there's anything wrong with Hannah's vocal melodies, but in terms, but you know, in the songwriting process, a lot of the times the way it starts is like you know a riff, not necessarily some kind of chorus or something like that. Sort of like like cherub rock, sort of. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah, sure, something like that. <clears throat> but you know, something initial that kind of draws you in, something heavy that kind of gets you moving around a little bit. 
Brian's is kind of the opposite. I didn't grow up listening to any of this. In fact, my parents get pretty angry a lot of the time when I play <laughs> the things that I actually listen to around this house, around all my younger siblings. <laughs> so um, I grew up singing cheesy pop songs because that's what my dad's into, but still in the 80s realm. So I was familiar with uh, some like 80s rock bands. Like I grew up listening to a lot of Kiss, things like that, but nothing in the realm of what Trust plays. Um, and then in high school, I started playing in a band with Holden in high school, and it was so much more fun than all the other stuff I had been singing. So, and I just, you know, kept finding new music along the way, and then Trust came along. So, hell yeah, hell yeah, Kite Man, I'm yeah. Holden. Which one? Who Holden. wants to go first? Third. Have I Holden Euro. Been- Oh man. Well, I don't know. I, I honestly, I learned, I learned drums mostly playing blues. Um, I don't know if I, I like kind of made a switch to like progressive rock in high school, honestly. And then I kind of came back down from that. Cause like, I love progressive rock. It's sweet, but um, you know, it's, it's hard to play that in front of people and, and then have them love it. You know, that's a really, that's a really niche uh, genre. So um, yeah, I, I kind of backed off from that and, and aligning with what Eric said, I just kind of started switching to listening to a lot of the music from, uh, you know, late 80s, 90s, early 2000s, you know, so you get all those bands sound like the ones we mentioned, Soundgarden, anything that like that, the Breaking Benjamin and stuff, you know, it's just like, it's collectively a certain type of genre and tone. So and I guess we kind of, yeah, I mean, anytime we write, we kind of just go for that genre, but we're, we're trying to like, we're trying to switch out of that a little bit. Um, just kind of trying to mess around with the edges of that, because I think <laughs> there was a couple of times we were writing and we just started like writing like three or four songs and it was like the exact same thing kind of i mean would you agree right. the last practice we had yeah there was like a practice or two where we it was just like we were just kind of cranking out the same tones and riffs and stuff and it was like okay we got to switch and like mess around with some, some the new song is a derivative of an old song yeah, yeah. which is actually gonna i think the the old song structurally is probably gonna go back to that so that there might actually be some kind of overlap i think you'll have a nice transition there album wise hint hint not to tell you guys too much but ooh, yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Oh. but yeah i mean it's we don't it, i think it you know it, it can get monotonous i think sometimes especially nowadays like since we don't get together too too much and so you know just because we haven't because you know holden's been in school and you know we've all and hannah you know and, and thomas and i we've all been up in cleveland and so I think there, there, there can be some pressure sometimes when we get together to write to, and to be productive. Um, and if you force the process, it doesn't really work that way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. difficult to have some, you know, benefits out of that. But, and I think most of the ideas come from not being in the same room always. You know what I mean? It definitely help, helps to come to practice. Nice stash holding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to come to practice with an idea or like it'll happen where as soon as we'll leave, you know, we'll have some sort of foundation and I'll, and I'll think of something on the way home and I'll be like, Oh, wait a minute. And then I'll record it and send it and be like, what do you guys think of this? Yeah. You know, something like that. What is this witchcraft? (laughs) (laughs) You got, can you guys do this too? I don't know. Is that that like backgrounds? It's like a studio effect. It's called. I I just thought we'd take advantage of it since we're using Zoom. I want to. How do you even uh, go to the, go to your uh, your stop video button and then just hit like the arrow and then uh, it's under it's under video settings and then video settings and then uh, background and filter and then you have to click on the studio effects beta. You have that. Oh, so, I don't, there's I don't a lot know. of good. I mean, 
there's a lot of good facial hair stuff here, you know. Not, not that like, <laughs> not that anyone else except for me needs it, but. <laughs> well, we're messing it's like three of my coworkers in <laughs> one person right now. It's bugging me. I don't know where all my uh, my same backgrounds went. Thomas, how'd you get into playing? Oh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, grew up listening to, like, classic rock, like, old, like, ACDC and, like, Led Zeppelin and stuff, and, like, going through, like, middle school and high school got, like, my taste in music kind of got, like, progressively heavier, so, like, I reached a point in, like, high school where I was listening to, like, death metal, and then, like, you know, coming into college, kind of, like, like, holding said, like, back it off a little bit, and it's, like, no one wants to, like, listen to you play that out, so, like, the stuff we're playing now is definitely more like user friendly, I guess you could say. It's it's fun to play. It's not like super technical, so like you can kind of like jam out to it a little bit more. We try to we try to incorporate some some level of grooviness into most of our songs. Oh yeah, I I have fun. Although I'm usually stuck at the whenever we play together, I'm stuck at the table because nobody wants to stand by it, right? <laughs> so I'm like back there, I'm like. This is awesome, and no one can see me because I'm at the back of the dark room. Whatever. I think. Um, I think I would. I think our, our first show playing with you guys was like February or no, what is it? Was it February? I think it was January. Oh, it was. It was, at, it was at. It was at. It was at. Victories on like February twelfth, twenty nineteen. I think. That's right. That's right. And um, I was sitting down, uh, and I think you started playing at local H. Yeah, yeah, and I was I like, "Yes, I want this." Yeah. <laughs> this was in Saints honestly, Row too. Yeah, Local H is honestly one of my favorite bands. That was a that was a, a band who my dad had pretty much all their albums and just played through all. He was a huge Local H fan, and so I was actually I just watched a video of Scott Lucas reading a review from their 2004 album, whatever happened to PJ Souls. It's a very like mean review. It's very funny, but. I don't know. Oh. It's a fun, fun little anecdote, I guess. Not- I'm always, I'm always ready for what you, you. Not only do you write music very well, you, you cover it very well, and with a lot of energy and with a lot of presence. So it's always like exciting to see what the hell you're gonna do next. <laughs> um, you, I, you, you released the Soundgarden cover. That's a song I, 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 sh- I used to listen to my, my iPod on the on bus ride home. Uh, fell on black days all the time. Be walking home from the bus. I just would repeat it. I loved that song to see that song come out and be done so well. I was I was pretty geeked. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We yeah, we actually ended up recording that ourselves, uh, and and we ended up mixing it to ourselves. So it was kind of fun. It was like a fun process. You did a, you did a great job. Thanks. And just guitar wise, tonally too. Jesus, you, you <laughs> really you really knocked it out of the park. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I know you and me, you know, when I first met you, it was, it was tone right off the bat. Yeah. Started, it was, <laughs> I think that was the first, the first uh, thing we ever bonded over. You were like, what speakers in that, in that amp? I, like, I don't fucking know, but it's yeah. badass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so with, with Black Days, that was actually one of our quarantine videos originally. Yeah. And most of the stems for that, we, we really liked because we, we thought, you know, we haven't put out you know, new content in a while. And, and so maybe we should polish this up and, you know, and see what we can do. So Holden remixes drums a little bit. You know, I, re- I, I don't know. There wasn't too much on the guitars just because there's not generally that much on guitars. But like, you know, we did that a little bit. We played with, you know, the, the other EQs a little bit. Hannah re-recorded the vocals. Um, and uh, and so we, we played around with different mixes for, you know, a couple months. And 
eventually we, you know, we landed on, on that. And it was, it was kind of a big experiment, you know, because, you know, ultimately our goal was to make a, a complete album. And if we were capable of producing it ourselves, we figured why not? Um, and so, you know, it, it was, it was, like I said, it was kind of a, kind of a test to see how feasible that would be. And I think, I think it turned out pretty good. So, you know, I think we're on the right track. Yeah. I, I thought it sounded awesome. Actually, I, when I listened to it, I was like, what does the song sound like? I went and listened to it and I was like, oh my God, it's almost, I was like, there's obviously, it's supposed to be pretty similar, but I was just like, hmm, it's, you like pluck things out. And I was like, see this, I can't do that. Like if we do a cover. I'm just like, this is the tone because this is what my guitar sounds like. We're just not going to, ch- I can't fix it. So we're just going to deal with it. We're just going to make it sound like what it sounds like. I was playing Battlefield 3 and I had to pause the game and turn all the sound down. I was like, shit. Nice. You're still playing Battlefield 3? Oh, sorry, sorry. 4. They're basically the same game. But yeah, I am <laughs> still like playing that. I'm still playing Advanced Warfare. Battlefield 4 might be old, but like on PC, there's so many people playing it. Really? Still? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people playing it. I don't play it often. It's not like my daily. I have to. Uh, I have to pretty soon. Oh. I'm gonna peace out. I'm gonna. I'll see you guys later. I'll catch see you, you later, Holden. Bye, Thanks Holden. for coming. Thank you so much. I appreciate coming it. By. Oh yeah. Bye, Holden. All right, now that he's gone. <laughs> Man, Holden just sucks. <laughs> he's gonna listen. And be like, oh. <laughs> Holden will not listen to this. There's and his per- and his purple <laughs> lights. Yeah. Right. Look at him. But. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I appreciate the the kind feedback. Yeah. Oh, anytime. We tried. We tried to make it as accurate, I guess, like yeah. structurally as possible, but throw our little twists and turns on it. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, what, what's interesting, just tonally about that song, is that Chris's guitar is predominantly clean. Um, but if, <laughs> I mean, because you know he plays his Gretsch through, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what amps he uses. I know Kim uses Mesa's. I think he uses the Mark V. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I know, like, Chris's tone is predominantly clean. Mine is predominantly not clean at all. So, <laughs> so I, I didn't really want to match that per se because I still wanted to give it give it some of like the classic trust character. Um, and so I actually recorded two tracks, panned them, one with my bridge pickup and then one with my neck pickup, which I never use for anything really. Because there's no, it, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get some shit for this. There's no place for a Les Paul neck pickup ever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> unless you're playing Sweet Child of Mine, which you shouldn't play. <laughs> are you are you playing on the uh, SG? No, I, I play. Uh, oh, Les Paul. I I, Paul, I went yeah. straight Gibson. I'm an idiot. No, it's like okay. Gibson. No, that's okay. That's I mean that is the Gibson guitar. Which one, Les Paul or ba- SG? Basically the Les Paul. Right, sure. But I uh, I have uh, Seymour Duncan JBs that I pretty much put in the bridge of all my guitars, and so I needed I needed to have a little bit of that. And so originally I tried double tracking with the same pickup, but I wasn't getting enough diversity in the tone. And so it wasn't really as wide as I wanted it to sound, but actually my, my neck pickup is a little bit lower output. So it does clean up kind of nicely. So it kind of gave, gave me the Kim Chris dichotomy in, in a different way, which was, which was kind of cool. Um, it still sounded nice and nice and nice and fat. Which was oh great. yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> I now know, fat. I now know if I ever want to replicate your sound, I yeah. will play only my bridge pickup. 
that's not to figure out what pickups you have which is funny i'm i'm a primarily i i put up with it yeah i will go back and listen because those were a lot of words (laughs) and i was trying to keep up with them yeah you don't Uh, you know what amps and speakers i'm using that's that's the key right i saw the marshall behind you yeah so i actually i I I love marshall so amp wise i had a very weird setup for this it was some it, it was not a setup uh that I that I ever use really for anything, but I, I don't really want to bore you with the details. I don't. I could, but go yeah, for go it. For, yeah. Do you so, love it? What the point of this is for people to get to know you? Okay, I guess so. And if they know you love this a lot, so they I love don't, you more. I don't actually have the amp here right now, but I have. So back. Okay, so back here. I can draw it. So back here. So this is a, a JCM 2000 DSL 50, right? From I think 2005. And so they, a couple, of, I think it was around that time they released like a, a, a series of combos that were, were, they were also JCM 2000 DSLs, but there was like the DSL 401. And I think there was a DSL 201. Um, but they used a different power tube in, in, you know, in the, in the power amp section, they used EL 84. So EL, EL 34s, which, are supposed to have, I think they break up a little bit, a little bit sooner. They sound a little bit more British. Um, and actually the, the EQ settings just in, in general are different on that amp. It's so strange. It came from the same line, but they're, they function completely differently and they, they don't sound alike at all. And there was also a different speaker when I bought it in there. It was an Eminence uh, Governor, Redcoat Governor, um, which I think is supposed to sound like a Vintage 30, but I don't really think it does. And that was just kind of the amp that I had next to me when I was going to record. So I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, demo something just to give Holden a reference track to record his, his drums, which is kind of how we do it remotely. So I just kind of started tracking with it and messing around with different EQ settings and I couldn't really get it to sound good. So eventually I just started playing with random things. I went to clean, but then crank the gain and, you know, tried to break it up as much as I could. I slapped it with some compression and eventually I arrived at something that I thought was, you know, really good and usable. And when I checked the settings, it was like bass zero, <laughs> mid 10, treble 10. And I had my SM57 like off axis. It was, it was very strange. I never, I never really do any of that. I very rarely do I even use any treble in my EQ settings, but it was like, I don't know. It, it was very, very peculiar. And the strange thing was, is that when, when you would listen to it, Without headphones, unmiked, it sounded like total shit. But for some reason, when it was all mic'd up, it's it was very usable. Um, like Thomas, you were you were next to me when I was playing Ooh, yeah. with some of that, and yeah. you were like, "That sounds horrible. That <laughs> that's, that's not not good." Uh, but it worked. It worked well in the in the mix. So, um, you know, but hopefully that wasn't too long winded. No, no. I, you being able to tell that someone really enjoys what they're talking about is i don't i, I enjoy it i like seeing you bubble up about it i love it it's <laughs> yeah so oh yeah but that's not it wasn't i i think i eventually got it to sound a little trussy it's not that's definitely not my my go-to amp that was more like my gcm for non-gig purposes because i still wanted something tube so we could get loud enough and still kind of have the crunch that i wanted to have but totally there it's actually very different than this head I think, but yeah, I, love, I, love, I love this thing. I got that little Marshall DSL 40. I like that yeah. thing a lot. Oh, that's a, yeah, it's a great amp. I love that little thing. And you change tubes on it. Like mm-hmm. now, yeah. um, the, I have a Fender Supersonic. That's the, yeah, that, that was what we first talked about. Cause I, I saw you were playing. That's a 60 watt, isn't it? Yeah. It's heavy as hell too. So I don't bring it any, anywhere and everything oh. that isn't my jazz master sounds like shit on it. <laughs> like PRS oh. sounds like shit. I mean, yeah, it's uh, Fender Amp warrants yeah. 
Fender the, guitar. Yeah, it, it really it does. I didn't want to be that guy to be like I need to use. You have to, it, and or mm-hmm. else it sounds like shit. So, but the Marshall sounds great with everything. I love Marshall. I used to have a Black Star, yeah. and then um, and it was like it was just really it was still really quiet. So I took it in, paid a little bit extra money, and got you know the original. What the de- not where the defectors came from. Mm-hmm. And I yeah I have a Black Star HD40 that I actually pulled out of it. It was a combo. But I pulled the head out and built this little uh, enclosure for it so I could actually put it with, that's a Jet City cab underneath, it was a 2x12. Uh, that was originally like my, that was my primary gigging setup for a while, but it didn't have, it's a great amp, I, I love it, I love it so much, especially when I when I can actually use the overdrive channel on it. I used to just boost it because I had some some modulation pedals that went after it, um, that, you know, if, if you run into a distorted amp, it, it can get a little a little messy. And so for live purposes, it just made more sense to, to just run an overdrive in front. Um, but it wasn't giving me like the, the total bite that I wanted from it. And I think that's exactly what the, the JCM does. I think it gives it a little bit more uh, presence just yeah. as, as, Marsh- as Marshalls do. We're talking yeah. about pedals and tone. And I want to mm-hmm. talk about something real quick during some of your live performances. What, what the hell are you guys doing that gets your voice to, to echo for a little bit? Sometimes I hear you singing and it'll, it'll, you'll, you'll have like a delay on your voice. I'm like, do you have like a quarter inch to an XLR and then a pedal? And then I, I should, I should, Eric and I, I have bought- talked about, have, we've talked about this before. Eric and I have talked about having you get some type of vocal effect. Um, two things are going on. One, I don't know why I do it to myself, but most songs have notes in them where the duration that I have to hold them is way too long. So there's that. And two, um, we've just kind of lucked out with sound guys, I think, over the years. Because at Ruby's, um, and I'm Dan. Like, Dan, he he was great. And he would always kick up um, some type of echo or reverb or vocal effect without me ever asking him. Um, and that kind of follows through a lot of venues. I've just noticed that's, that's something that people do um, with our band, which is really cool. I think it's going to be something I kind of request now because I just He's- like it but Fantastic. he was great and he would do it all on his own. Um, but I've talked with Eric actually about getting some type of like vocal, uh, vocal pedal. So you, you could, um, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know if like any, if of any like guitar pedal would work, but like I was saying, I have a little like XLR to a, to the fucking quarter inch that to into a pedal and then another quarter inch out and then into our, uh, into our like, monitors i haven't used it in forever okay. i would just experiment and be like oh what vocal effects work do not don't don't do fuzz don't put a fuzz <laughs> don't put a distortion don't do it okay it seems like it'd Noted. be fun Noted. it's horrible funny thing is is that we were playing around with some some plugins studio wise and it, her voice actually sounds pretty good with, with a little bit of saturation not like full-blown you know fuzz or anything but do you know the uh i don't know how much um you guys do with with like production stuff but like do you, it, there's, there's a, yeah so there's a great plugin called the saturation knob it's just pretty much a one knob plugin um and you just crank it up gives you some nice harmonics gives you gives you a little bit more warmth and on vocals it sounds it sounds really good yeah, when you push a little bit it kind of gives you this uh girthiness kind of like a a little a little bit of a grit you know it, it, it more gravel like, Right, right. It more brings out the grit that's already there. Um, yeah. So I don't really want to say it's like artificial or anything, um, but yeah. it's 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 a good sounding. It enhances it, so you can yeah. tell that it's there. right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
because you know with everything happening all at the same time too especially live i mean sometimes stuff just gets lost yeah it's hard <laughs> yeah definitely and, and depending on the venue too <laughs> I, I, victory's very good venue as well oh yeah definitely. very good uh what's what's, what's, what's his name yeah yeah does a great job yeah. sound guy Jeff does a great job, and then um, Nick over at Shrunken yeah. Head. Mm-hmm. Nick, yeah, and so Nick, okay. Nick, the triad, Nick, Jeff, yeah. and, and Dan. Yeah, definitely. He's such a hardworking guy. Every time, every show I've been there, he's running around, checking the sound from different corners of the, yeah. of the bar just to make sure everything's balanced. Um, he knows what he's doing. Another thing that came out really well was the, was the weird music live, uh, live recording you guys did. Oh yeah, I remember that was uh like October, like two years ago, when we yeah, come to see that. that that one that was really good. That was fun. That was that? Oh my gosh! Would you say Hannah? Was that not that long? But it has. Okay. It was 2019. Yeah, I think yeah. it was October of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor's a really nice guy. I know he cool. he helped produce your guys' album, right? Yeah. 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 yeah he did the he he had to deal with us for ten days. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deal with me playing on, laying on a couch playing Hotline Miami on my Switch. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's, he's a hard, funny dude. He's, he's a hard guy too. Yeah, he and he watching him work with things like he's so quick. It's like mind boggling watching him just move that mouse around, and just delete and, and mess with things and, and edit. And you're just like, so there was a lot human. You guys, I'm just kidding. Yeah, actually, oh, there was yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, you're not even. It's not even like a joke. I'm like, hey, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, there was a lot. Studio magic, baby. Yeah, he is studio yeah. magic. He'd be like, why? <laughs> like, I know the songs repeat over and over again, but these guys are like not playing the same thing they were playing before. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, what? Whatever, whatever he was using, I don't remember what Studio One or something. Studio One. He was he was saying like when with the drums and stuff, if you were on time, but like like even just slightly off, the computer would go nope, and then it'd move it into the next slot. So he was like, even if you were on time, you would have to go in and make sure that they were actually on time. Yeah. So he would scroll through all of the drums and just like fucking move every single oh thing onto the right the right time. And I was like. Oh, dude, he I... He does it so fast. That's ridiculous. Like, he spent probably an entire day just doing all the drums when we were done, and I was like, damn. And so what have done. you been using for recording? Like, what... I, uh... I use Logic Pro. Um, Holden uses... I think he, Holden actually uses Studio One as well. But... I recorded of... my vocals on GarageBand because I didn't <laughs> for anything. Does it work? Free version of GarageBand. It's getting the job done. That's, that's all that matters. It's all about the mic. Right. I, I know like six people who have who have just like legally downloaded FL Studios <laughs> and, that, and that's what they use and they use it to learn and they like one of my buddies just started using that and he's been doing some nuts shit on that. Yeah. Most of but, the DAWs you can get are pretty solid. I mean a lot of the free ones. Like, are friendly. Yeah, like Reaper's free. That's that's a pretty solid one as well. Uh, audacity is kind of limiting but I mean I, I feel like everyone starts on Audacity. Like you know when you were in like 2009 you're trying to track some stuff using your webcam like and it just you know it sounds like shit always and like it records things slightly off time too so i'm sure it's gotten better since then but. i try using that to like strip parts out of songs out of them so yeah. i can learn them 
I actually saw an article today that I think Audacity finally updated again for the first time in however eight many years. Yeah. What, was it eight years? No, I'm guessing. Oh, oh probably. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it's not totally, I mean, hard to believe, but oh yeah. Um, but like GarageBand is good. It's, it's logic is basically GarageBand with numbers. That was the hardest, I think, thing for just in general. Cause I, I used to use GarageBand before I, got logic and it's like it's it's essentially the same it's just you can't there's like no um there's there's really no like quantization of anything it's basically you're you're going off of the colors of the faders and that's and like you know it's and you're going by your ears which is kind of what you should be doing but like if you want to be precise you really can't be um you you have no idea what your peaks are you know but you know, it is what it is. You, you can get some. I think the uh, all the quarantine stuff was done on GarageBand. I'm pretty sure the original yeah. mixes of those. Yeah. So it's fine. I think it's what we. I think that's what gets job done. Yeah. Like our our music classes in high school, I think they had like a couple computers set up uh, in the music room, and, and it was just like all loaded with GarageBand. We just go in there, and I I like to mess with strings. Yeah. I would look oh, all we did that too in like 2007. And like yes. your labs, they had all the IMAX. Oh yeah, dude, strings and everything. Uh, the royalty-free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that was fun. Thomas, I'm curious about your your setup since they were talking about like uh, pedals and amps Mikes and stuff. And... Are you yeah. are you super into like Ericus or oh, yeah. are oh. you like me? okay okay all right let's go yeah. excited he's he's I'm like ready. he's foaming at the brim with excitement. Right <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That's that's honestly. Let me switch. When Eric cheeks. and I are talking, like probably more than half the time, it's about gear. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Everything's gear. Everything. I mean, so my setup, it's like a. I've been using like an Ampeg eight by ten, and then a, a vintage Ampeg V four from I think it's like nineteen seventy four. I want to say, so that's kind of like the the tone that I go after. That's like my the holy grail of tone. Um, <laughs> And then, like for recording, I've been using like a it's a Sansamp DI box. It's the the VTDI. Um, so it's supposed to like kind of emulate an Ampeg amp, but it gets you like in the same like tonal family. But Eric and I have had great success with that. Very usable bass tracks with minimal mixing after. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's nice. Do you ever use any pedals on your amp or on your on your bass? Like, no. Not really. I mean, I have yeah. a, a CS3 compressor in front, and then I have a, a Big Muff, uh, okay. EHX Big Muff. Gotcha. Don't even really use that that much either, but yeah, pretty I feel like it's... it on during my solos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy a million pedals, and like, I love these, and I only ever use like three. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> the pedals you pretty much have on all the time. And the pedals you turn on for like one part of one song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, the only time I ever use my modulation, like I, I have a flanger and a, and a carbon copy delay that pretty much, if I'm running it's a them, great I'm running delay. Them, oh, it's a great, it's the industry standard, right? But like, the, if I'm running one, I'm probably running the other as well, right? So, like, um, I, the only time I'm really using it is in the bridge section of Mayhem. That's essentially it. And then I click off the delay, like as we're going back into the last chorus, so it kind of gives like a nice jet sweeping on the flanger, but with you know, so it doesn't get too muddy with the delay. And then after that's that's pretty much it. So like, um, but yeah, then otherwise it's just overdrive on compressor for solos to cover my mistakes. And, <laughs> you know. I didn't think of that. 
Yeah, right. Oh, it's a, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> the stuck less pedal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a clone one and just put that on it and say paint suck less. Yeah, right. Suck less. I went from I went from half using like my I had like five or six on there and I'm like I'm just gonna throw reverb on and you know what it stays on or it doesn't. Yeah. And that's all. I, I kind of like those. I mean, I I kind of like approaching it. You know, being able to like if I didn't have these pedals, but would I still be able to get? Would I still be able to sound like myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I like the overdrive that I use. I use a hardwire CM2, which is, it's like, it's, it's, I think modeled after a tube screamer, but it has a two band EQ. So you can play with that a little bit, you know, and, and it, you know, so you don't end up with only mids, you know what I mean? And like, I, I have a very mid heavy tone, but um, you know, having, having that extra bass boost as well, kind of, kind of keeps a little bit of that low end. Um, I kind of tame back the treble a little bit, but it's very transparent sounding. Um, and so if you hit the front end of like my, my GCM 2000 with it, um, it, it really does like, you know, mimic the, just the raw overdrive channel of, of the amp, you know what I mean? It really is boosting in that sense, um, which is kind of, you know, what you want to go for. I think a lot of the times you don't want to, you don't want to lose tone by not using your amps distortion, you know, right. as a basic rule of thumb. Right. And so in a live setting, it just makes a lot more sense to do that. Studio wise, you, you can play around this. a little bit more, but what? I said I knew this. Yes. Yeah. Nice. There you go, Christian. Good job. <laughs> the um. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and tease them out. So, are you guys like doing album stuff? Oh, I was gonna ask. All right, that. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of. Okay. All right. Let me. All right, Hannah. Go. Ahead. Hannah's gonna be the filter. Let me. So. I just gotta say one thing. 2021 is actually the year that everyone's going to get an album from us mm, fuck yeah maybe. It actually if we're, li- yeah, maybe, I don't know. If we're oh, lucky yeah. make it make this happen Breathe we have to happen we kind of have this theoretical timeline uh it's very theoretical it actually got pushed back by a month because we found out olden's not coming home in may so we have a game plan yeah okay the funny thing is that we're actually so Holden comes home I think like June first or June second, oh, and yeah. then we have we have our first gig in almost a year on June fifth, actually opening for Sponge. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, at the Odeon, honey. Like the nineties, the nineties yeah. Sponge. But, so that should be cool. But um, I'm so really excited we'll, for that. <laughs> we'll have to crank out some last minute practices there. But. Yeah. Yeah, so like our goal is to is to try to get everything tracked, um, get it, get everything pretty much finalized by the end of. Well, I would say get get structurally everything perfect by maybe like mid mid June. Start tracking after that. Um, hopefully, hopefully start the mixing process at some point at some point in July, um, and then maybe you know August October. That's when it'll come. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, yeah. but we we want to give enough time to promote and everything too. Yeah. Doing everything yourself is gonna it's just gonna take longer. Yeah. This this year will be the year of promotion. Everything will go well. That's the hardest part, easily, about navigating the 
the music scene in 2021 yeah. or it's just that that marketing issue because like i know every everyone in a band likes to make music and everybody likes to record music but then actually getting people to listen to it and i'm sure you guys know it's hard hard yeah like, it's, 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 you know it doesn't matter how good you are convincing anyone who's not a close friend to listen to your music is not an easy task it's because every, you know it's subjective what people like yeah. it's, it's very subjective but like in like what's the word what's the word of the words i'm looking for in a way that doesn't make it seem like uh, i'm a huge asshole people are fed like pop music and everything and i love i love a good pop song i have i have my guilty pleasures and i love like all pop music from the 80s but um <laughs> I don't know. It's I feel like people are just like fed so much of what a song they think a song should be by like the same four old dudes that write songs for singers <laughs> that like they it's it's hard to like go and pick out like what you might actually like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm making sense or my rambling like an old man. No, I, I think it makes sense. I think just, trying to just, articulate myself. Yeah. Plus, it also seems like you kind of need to get some like ethos or like some kind of um, you know, I guess credibility for your music. And I think a lot of people will, you know, only listen to something if, it, if it's kind of like tried and true like this. Oh, people yeah. listen to this. It must be good. I'll give it a try. Right. But, yeah. you know, if they go to your Spotify and they see, oh, it doesn't have, you know, over 100,000 monthly listeners, it, it might not be good. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so it, gaining that credibility is, is difficult. And that's kind of what, what, where we rely on shows almost, because I think we, you know, we've gotten some, some, we've heard some nice things from people after our shows and they say, Oh my God, like, I don't even really listen to this kind of music, but it's, you know, but we had so much fun on your shows. And that's such a compliment because then that, that, that tells us, you know, you don't have to like hard rock per se to, to enjoy us and you can still have fun regardless. And, um, and, you know, and then they'll, they might say, oh, well, I'm going to go listen to your stuff now. You know what I mean? And in times like this, we can't prove it to anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's that's the issue without having the shows is that you don't have that immediate like let me just just give me forty five minutes I'll I'll, sh- I'll show you what, what we're about. Um, it, like, I think one thing that sells you guys is the presence. Is the presence. You yeah. have very very good presence. Like it, it's like frustrating. I'm like, <laughs> how do they have such good chemistry? How are they having so much fun? Do you even practice? Do you need to practice? <laughs> we do you need to practice. We. We don't practice. We don't practice. We should, but we don't. We most of the shows we just kind of sorry. That's gonna change. The practicing thing's gonna change. But we all say that. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's kind of hard to like you know we'll be like oh shoot we have a show coming up we gotta read all these songs yeah right oh by the way here's a last minute new one oh man yeah we we, ourselves a day yeah Yeah, guys we have a gig tomorrow and then a lot of times we'll just kind of whip some stuff out be like oh should we play this one we haven't done this in a while yeah we'll try get there i'm in the car and i right and then hold in like two minutes before the set i'll be like dude we should swap this one out for this he's like we haven't played that in a year and i'll be like oh come on it'll be sweet and we try lyrics on the way on the way to shows a lot of the time it's a special talent that i have Hell yeah, I feel like I'd get stabbed in the neck by everyone around me if I tried <laughs> to do any of that. They're doing the same things as I am, though. I that's, know it. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, and a lot of the time, like, well, well, we'll go, okay, yeah, we have a show in a month. And it pretty much usually ends up being, like, 
okay, cool. And then two weeks go by and there's no practice. And then we're like, we should probably figure out like what songs we're going to play, huh? And then it's the next week and we're like, yeah, that sounds good, I think. Are we going to practice? Like, yeah, we'll practice later this week. It's on Saturday, right? Like, yeah. Okay, let's try Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's a, I kind of thought that was only really us. Referencing this week. Yeah, I, I, that's good to know that that's not exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was like a, so in Thomas's uh, frat senior year, we played a, a party of theirs and we were hired to play for like three hours and it was you know we, we don't have three hours worth of original material so we were kind of trying to market it almost as like a 90s show because that's you know where we yeah. kind of take a lot of our inspiration from so we we kind of made this you know out of this like 30 something song 90s set list and so we essentially had to learn the songs in like it was less than a week I mean we really did not have much much time yeah, and so true. we kind of it took a lot of um like kind of learning on our own and then just getting together and just kind of together and it was like it was stressful because you know this was we were actually being paid and it was like you know it was kind of the whole bit and we and we bought a soundboard like a mixing board that we hooked into like you know the frat boy speakers and you know so we actually had like a full pa system going so we're like oh shoot this is kind of a big production we we better not blow this um was that the one that you guys you guys did in the backyard and you had the picture of like the house and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was on the front porch. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I, I saw the picture and I was like, Oh, I missed it. Yeah. It wasn't. I think open. I would have an anxiety. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anxiety. I, you said 30 songs and like my head's like. Fortunately, yeah. Fortunately. Many. Yeah. Fortunately though, it was like, it was, you know, it was a lot of songs that people they're were. All, they're with. all hits. Right. Pretty yeah. They were all 90s hits. Right. I'd be like, you guys That's like awesome. Foo Fighters' first album? <laughs> All you're yeah. getting. That's what we should have done. Speaking <laughs> of Smash Mouth earlier, we actually did play uh, All Star, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. We introduced it as Shrek. So we're like, someone's called Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> when it got to they don't stop coming, and you just keep going over and over and over. <laughs> and and like three hours later, All right. <sighs> You could cut that part. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm I don't not know. gonna. I'm <laughs> not gonna. <laughs> All right. That's I can. I can. My mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so, so what I'll what I'll do is I'll just slowly fade out and just be, and then I'll go trust, trust, <laughs> and then I'll go into one of your songs for a little bit, and then it'll come back in to whatever we were saying. Perfect. Sounds sounds great. I'll make you know, this happen. What time? Sorry, Christian. I was gonna say so. I was just thinking, I was looking at your, I was looking at your, <laughs> I was looking at you guys Spotify, right? So like, um, it, it says fifty five hundred listeners, right? Sure. Is that right? Is 5542, that fifty five forty two? Damn it! Is that all Hannah on different accounts? 
Yeah. Or is- it is. It's actually me, and then I have five siblings. So between the six of us. Okay. A lot of accounts. Mexico awesome. City is killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Like, yeah, fifty. Oh, shit. Yeah, like Drake Bell. Oh yeah, dude. No way. Yeah, he he cha- he moved to Mexico. Yeah, wasn't it his just last like, name? Wasn't it to avoid some kind of like allegation? Oh. I could. I I hope not. Oh. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. I yeah, think it was like some sort of like. He's very popular there. He's like he's so popular there. Pandering we saw we saw him at Sam Ash. Did you? Yeah, oh, there's a sweet. bunch of like teenage girls. They're like 15. Like, you weren't even like conscious when the show was out. Yeah, yeah right. That's weird. The only, I, the only reason I bring it up is be, talking about do, like you know organically finding people to listen to your stuff. Yeah. Obviously, like your guys' stuff has been getting put on playlists and whatever, and that like that's really cool because obviously then more people can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um. I mostly wanted to point. So I've been listening to this playlist like the past week and have been finding all this really cool music that I was like, how do you even, I mean, it, there's, there's like dream wave, whatever. There's some shoegaze stuff. I found like French metal and I was like, this is sweet. Yeah. Uh, every single genre you can expect. There's also like, I, I don't want to say half. I'm exaggerating, but there half of it is singer songwriter stuff where it's just person singing with a guitar. And I'm like, I John listen Mayer. to them. I listen to them. But after three of their songs, I go, this one's not for me. And then the next one, I'm like, oh, these this this person's really cool. This yeah. person's really cool. But is do you think like the Spotify playlist stuff is useful for you guys? I mean uh-huh. Or is it just kind of like you're like, okay, people listen to it and then they stop listening to it? Useful in, I would say superficially. Okay. Yes. So like, so what essentially I think happened with, I guess mayhem um, was, so one, one of my friends, he had like a somewhat popular playlist on, on Spotify for this show that he liked. And he was a big, he was kind of a big fan. And so he was like, Hey dude, when you guys put out your first song, you should, you know, I'll throw it on the playlist and see what happens. And, you know, we got some, we got some streams for that, but then I think because of those streams, the Spotify algorithm kind of started picking it up. Um, And so now pretty much, I would, I think it's like 50 to 60% of the streams from the song come from like these algorithmic playlists that Spotify just tosses it on. So like, if you look at the streams every Monday, it's like peaked. And then, you know, towards the end of the week, go tapers off. Then back in the Monday, you know what I mean? Because the new playlist, you know, they reject. Right. And, and so it's cool because you get listeners from everywhere. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah there's you know dozens of countries and you know sometimes you get local people too and you know it's 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 cool because you see people listening to music from everywhere but is are they like practical fans it's right it's difficult because you know right i mean like it's it's different if you're trying to grow your fan base strictly over um like streaming or or some kind of digital platform And and that's great and all you know but we do like to play shows too and so if our fan base is diluted that much um across you know all these you know like we have one fan i guess per i don't know 100 square miles it's a lot of fans but they're not concentrated enough you know what i mean (laughs) to warrant like going there to play a show You, you know what i mean and so it's nice for you know getting streams and it's nice for you know having people listen to your, to your music but for actually growing a dedicated fan base um it's still it's still difficult. I 
would say that we still have the same struggles that, that a lot of bands do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, because like you could freaking have shoot if you had 5,000 people, different people listening to it, mm-hmm. but they're not all from Ohio, even. Even right. actually, even if they were across Ohio, it yeah. would still probably be kind of hard because there's yeah. so many places mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody like, let's pretend, you know, I live in Groveport, Christians in Canal. That's mm-hmm. basically Columbus. So, yeah. like, you know, if there were a thousand people around Columbus in all these places, they could go watch your show, you know, say exactly. victories yeah. again. But I feel like that's the only use that that has right now is the live stream, right? Mm -hmm. Because if those people do know that, that you're like, Oh, we're doing a live stream. They can just watch it from wherever they could, they could watch it in Mexico if they wanted to, like depending on the time, all that stuff. I, since, you know, the world has kind of like moved towards the live stream aspect. I feel like that's kind of where it's cool and helpful. Um, But yeah, obviously like at some point, maybe we'll see live streams will probably stop happening at the same time shows are happening. Cause um, you know, uh, Natalie's in Grandview, they do a live stream of the show they do that night. So like zoo tripping, I believe they had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. And it's like, you know, they have all those people in the restaurant watching them play. Um, and then they do the live stream as well. So like people can watch it after the fact or during all that. Um, but obviously that'll probably go away. So if you do have all these fans across, it's like, how do you, how are we going to get everyone around here to listen to our stuff? Right. And then, you know, they also have to take a chance and paying the five or $10 to walk into the bar because I mean, not to say that I don't want to pay five or $10 to go see a band that I don't know play. Yeah. But bringing up that playlist, I've just kind of been like, it's five bucks. If they suck, okay. If yeah. they don't suck, this is sweet. It's just you might as well just go to the show. You'll probably have fun. If yeah, only the internet wasn't a thing anymore and people would actively seek out music. Yeah. Like they have to walk like all right, we're not gonna walk to today to hear new stuff. <laughs> I gotta now go to the record like, store. Now it's like, well, let me pull up my my crap monitor and uh, <laughs> see what I want to listen to on the toilet. My hope is that people will miss shows so much that they'll flock to them as soon as things open up. They'll, I'm hoping that it's almost one of those, oh, I didn't realize what I had until it was gone yeah. type situations. Well, I feel like realistically the same people who listen to like Taylor Swift, for example, mm-hmm. they're going to go see her in a concert. They're going to go watch uh, 21 Pilots. They're going to go see those bands in a concert because that's what they normally did. I feel like you're still going to have the same people who would have normally gone and seen like a local band play. They're still going to go as soon as it happens again, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, I want to go see a local band play. Yeah, I, I feel like you'll probably, if anything, like you said, it'll probably be more so. Um, but yeah, I think as soon as they're able to, they'll be like, yeah, I definitely want to go do that. I mean, I know I do. I just, I want to just go play a show. It's like, we're playing this weekend. Right. And I'm like, Every day I hype myself up more. I'm like, this is going to be so sweet. And there's nobody's going to be there except Guest House. They're going to be the only people there with yeah. us. I get more And it's going to be so fun. Right. I miss I people. Yeah, I don't know. 
it's hard to say, but I, I think I think you'll have luck. I, I think you'll see similar crowds, if not maybe slightly larger crowds, assuming yeah. the capacities hold and things like that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was another thing about the the show that we did back in September. Um, was I think our capacity was what fifty? I'm pretty sure. And we shared a bill with two other bands. Okay. So you know what I mean. So really quickly because of the capacity. Right. People actually got turned away, which was sweet because yeah. then we get to say the show was sold out. Hell <laughs> yeah. We get a bouncer at the door. Yeah, right. Get, get out, out of here. here. Yeah, get out of here. We're at, at capacity. <laughs> but, you know. Who do you know here? Yeah, right. You're going to have to stand there and listen from the door if you want to if you want to hear them play tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I got a quick like off-topic thing. What is what is this ice cream place? What's the scoop? What is that? That's where I work. It's my family's little local ice cream shop in North Royalton. That's cool as shit. You know, it's not cool. Anytime I see something, anytime I see a picture, yeah, this is what's not cool, is not living near the ice cream shop and seeing pictures of it. No, no, no. Not yeah, even that. We're in town. Oh. You got to come visit. You're not even that. I have been to Cleveland to do routes, and I've, like, messaged Hannah. I'm like, so where's it at? And I'm like, fuck, it's an hour and a half away. I can't <laughs> yes, I make a detour. Yeah, so uh, my family, I say, I post about it obnoxiously. I do the same thing with music. Uh, support local businesses. It's my family's. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I manage it, and then one of my brothers is assistant manager. So I get one more summer there this year, and then I'm handing the job over to another one of my siblings and getting a becoming a corporate bitch and finding a gross five. But rock on. You know, one more Why would you do? This. Why would you do that when you could do ice cream? We'll see what happens. <laughs> Come on. What's your favorite flavor? Cotton candy all the way. I love mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip's good. We have a flavor in there, and Eric's not sitting there. He would, he would be talking it up because the amount of free <laughs> ice cream that Eric has gotten over the years is disgusting. Um, Holden too. Thomas is just is just starting. It's on the way. Uh, it's on the way. Uh, but there's a. You guys will appreciate just this just because of being OSU graduates. Our most popular flavor in the whole place is called Michigan Pothole. And it's Ooh. like a double chocolate fudge. It's a lot. There's like layers of fudge in it. And it's a double chocolate ice cream. There's chocolate chips in it. It's a lot. That, I can't eat it. It's too much chocolate for me. But Eric eats a lot of it. I was going to say I'd that probably sounds try it once. disgusting. I hate Cameron, hate, Cameron hates chocolate. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot of chocolate. <laughs> well, like, I, I mean, I don't. I hate chocolate ice cream, honestly. Like, I think it's just like too much. But then, like, when you get all the other stuff, actually, and everyone's gonna roast me, and I honestly, I want someone to to fight me over it. I hate chocolate chips. I think they are Eric's your guy. Like, I f I <laughs> hate chocolate chips. They make me. I am infuriated when I'm like, I want cookie dough ice cream, and they're like, You mean chocolate chip cookie dough? I'm like. Get those fucking chocolate <laughs> chips out of my ice cream. I don't want them in my cookie dough. They ruin it. I just want the frozen cookie dough oh. in my ice cream. I just want to experience it without the goddamn chocolate chip. Can I, can I ask you, is it because that they get too hard? I mean, you no. it's like texturally displeasing. Nope. Sweet. I don't like chocolate sweet. enough. I don't like chocolate enough. I, I'm I'm very like I don't I'm averse to salt. I hate salt. If I don't have to use it, I won't. No way. I like, don't like sweets. Throw him a ranch flavored ice cream. I love it. <laughs> I do. I like sweets. I like uh, like take fives. I like Butterfingers, Almond Joys, whatever the hell. But 
I don't like a lot of them. Like I eat cheesecake is like my favorite dessert. And it's probably because it doesn't taste like sugar. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I like butter pecan ice cream. So if that tells you anything, I'm, I'm pecan old. Pecan Sandies. <laughs> There's also a shit ton of sugar in cheesecake. Just yes. so you know. Yeah. That, oh, no. I make cheese for you. Like I make cheesecake, but it tastes okay. like cheese. Okay. Not, you know, not really, but whatever. Yeah. But it like. It's it, straight cheese <laughs> in, a, like, in a pie crust. I like, you know, it, I avoid sugar when possible. And then I just feel like the chocolate chips like overpower it. And I'm like, come on, man. I just kind of want to enjoy my tasty vanilla ice cream with my cool sugar cookie dough. That would be that actually happened. Like, but I know no one else would eat it, so like it can't. Yeah, just make no it. one would. Now shut the fuck <laughs> what about, up. What about like chocolate chips? Sorry, sorry, chocolate, sorry, chocolate, chocolate chip cookies. Set him off. Oh, I love chocolate chip cookies, but they're they're like ninety percent cookie. Cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like you know, you know the big, the weird, like giant chocolate chips in the cookies, like the chocolate chunks. Yeah, that that's too much chocolate for me. It just now, kind of ruins it. Interesting. Do you guys have like a crazy like what's your what's your craziest menu item? I'm curious. Air grain, as long as I say. Uh ice cream tacos. Oh, oh yeah. I like choco tacos. So like the or, or like not choco taco. My dad so my dad came home one day and he had bought a choco taco at the gas station and he was super pissed because of how soggy it was. So he slammed it on the counter and he said, We gotta serve these at the shop, figure out how to make them. So I did, and Eric helped in the process. Oh, and we make the shells homemade at the shop. We make them; they're like Pizzelle cookies, and we shape them oh. into taco shells. There's a couple different flavors of the shells. And then you pick your ice cream, you make your little taco. It's cute, but nobody else does it. So they look I, so good. What I, I say wanted one so bad is once <laughs> you feel like passing it on to the next sibling, if you branch out and you come down to hell in the center of the state down here, you just open up another one so I don't got to drive three and a half hours to eat ice cream. The one time Cameron was in town and didn't work out. Yeah, it was closed. I was working. No, I had just closed, I think. You texted me, but. Yeah, and well, and then and then after that, it was like, you were like, no, it's closed because seasonally. And I was like. We are closed in the winter. No. It wasn't even the winter. It was like you guys are gonna have to just come up for a show in Cleveland. Yeah, on a day that we're open. I'll come up six hours early for that for ice cream. <laughs> I'm not supposed to eat that at all. And I'll I'm game. You guys should come up for our sponge show and yes. then stop what is it? Some, it's some ice cream tacos. 5th. It's a Saturday night. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. Saturday night, fifth. Yeah, June fifth. It's Saturday night. Come on up. Yeah, I think it's enough time to get to get a day off for me. Uh, I'm busy. I'm eating chocolate chips all night. <laughs> <laughs> With sponge, sponge. <laughs> sponge. Oh no! Well, well I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I gotta, I gotta get yeah. it off. We're just, That's okay. We're we'll, we're probably just about we'll wrap, to wrap it up, up here. Yeah, we got off topic. Yeah. I wanted to hear about the ice cream. I've been hearing about. I've seen oh. it for like a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, well, well, thanks for having us on. Yeah, I guess yeah of course. Eric and Hannah will have to finish it up. For sure. Thanks for coming, Thomas. Yeah, we haven't, sure. You know, gotten to talk to you like more than once. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you guys. Right, bye. See you later. bye, Trevor. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was going to say Travis. Travis. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>
golden opportunity, but you blew it. But that was kind of yeah, cool. Look. I was too intimidated to say it the entire time. He is a very yeah. intimidating man. Yes. I was like, I don't want to call him Travis. I don't want to call him Travis. I don't want to call him. <laughs> What's up, Hector? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know a Hector? Or is that one of those fake names like Sally? I've never met a Hector. That's not a fake name. I've Ooh, never met a Sally. Yeah, exactly. Hannah, who do you know whose name Sally? My car. Exactly. Exactly. Besides the beauty salons, too, the beauty stores. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not real. No one's named Sally. Actually, to be, honest, to be honest, I did know of a Sally in middle school. I've never met a Darren. But you've never seen her in real life, Eric. So she doesn't. No, technically... no, I've, seen her. I've seen her in real oh, life. Okay. Okay. It's just so... like I like I talked to her so few times. I feel like I still have to say that I know of her. That's you know fair. I mean? Maybe she was just a figment of your imagination. Maybe you were trying Maybe to I... like make sense of sally you were like yeah, it right. has to be real she was a delusional sally she was a all hallucin- hallucinogenic there you go right hallucinogenic sally's not a bad name for a, for a song or, or a band yeah. oh what were, we, what were we pitching to with the other guys last night song names yeah some some really stupid ones god i don't know i, don't I remember. can't remember i know one of them was like mildly funny it was chuckle worthy it was like, it was it was it was like that moment when you read something slightly funny on your phone and you go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was worthy of that. That's about it. Right. A nose blow. We've been rambling on for a while. We've gone off topic. Uh we thank you for coming on. Um will you anything you want to plug at the end of this right here? We'll we'll have links up when everything gets posted. Shit. All uh, your, all your personal business, anything you want. Yeah. Um uh, Follow us on social media at uh, Trustband, T-R-V-S-S-B-A-N-D. Yeah, so we have, to, we have a V instead of a U. Um, so follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Um, go to our Spotify page and listen to some songs. Um, we just put out, like you guys mentioned, our cover of Fell on Black Days a month or two ago. So check that out too. Um, we don't think it's too uh, blasphemous to the late, great Chris Cornell, but, you know, it's pretty good. But Hannah, you have anything? June fifth, we're opening for Sponge, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> more, so, more details, details about that. Come on, that one. Are they on Spotify? They oh are. yeah, oh, just Sponge. Is it just Sponge? I'm looking at that. Sponge. Yeah, I'm they had a couple now. popular songs yeah. in the in like in the 1994. Yeah. Oh, they're older. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sponge. I just know their name. I have never heard that. I like, found them. To them. <laughs> oh, um, about to get a whole boatload <laughs> of Sponge, <laughs> and then. Obviously, ice cream shop. What's the scoop? What's the scoop? In oh, support local business. Mm-hmm. We open April fourteenth, so it's coming up. Stopping for an ice cream taco. See, uh, get to, gonna, you get to meet Hannah to. Crandall, the great a meet and greet. There you go. You get a taco. A meet, a meet. A, 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 can I? Get, you can get meat. A meat flavored ice cream. <laughs> 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 I mix the ground beef with the dairy. Don't. Honestly, if you used like the waffle cone shell, but like actually had real taco ingredients inside, that wouldn't be that bad. bad. I think that'd be all right. Some powder, some confection, some powdered sugar on top. Yeah, some fudge. Taco. Is there a dessert meat? No. No. Uh, yeah. It's, don't they have like? There's candied bacon. Sushi. sushi I was gonna. Cow? Yeah. I was, I was thinking like you know they caramelize stuff, stick it right. you know, and then. Yeah whatever <laughs> dessert meat that's a good that's a good band name <laughs> dessert meat. <laughs> dessert. 
Well, thank you all for coming on. This has been Talking Soda Pop, and we talked it quite a lot. That thanks for did. coming on, folks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Oh, yeah. See you guys soon, too. Uh, was it June? June 5th. A sponge. Dude, fuck yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys.